welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castañeda, a.k.a. Ghost Rock the Whip. Oh, brother. Uh, <laughs> that is a rap reference that you don't understand. For starters, you never have to say it's a rap reference. I already will know that. <laughs> I feel like we just left each other. It's been, uh, what, a few days now? Like, we had the best Sketchfest trip. It was so much fun. Yeah, it feels like it was just three days ago. It does. I feel like I literally... It was three days ago, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm an idiot. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's good to be home, but then I'm like, eh, I need another vacation from from my life for a little while. Yeah, being in, in San Francisco was great. But uh, after, you know, essentially three or four days there, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, the last day I thought, okay, I'm ready. It's Let's get the show on the road. There's only so much you can take of you people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we'll talk about the Monday episode with Natalie Coughlin and the Thursday episode, Sketchfest Recap, Jeff's Hair Routine, Wendy's Afterlife Plans. But first, shall we do some shout outs? I'd like to shout out uh, to Allison Rosen. You may have heard of her. She, we went to go see her at Sketchfest. And I think sometimes when you go see somebody perform, they're kind of up in their own head and they're busy and they're doing things. And I feel like, number one, we saw her three times, three three different shows. And I feel like she really made, at least me, I felt like she made us, I, made me feel special. Like she spent time with us and she was hanging out with us. And it wasn't like, hey, I'm a star. She was just kind of like, hey, we're I'm hanging with you guys. And like, I'm so glad you guys are here and just chilling with us. And I thought that was really cool. So shout out to Allison. Also shout out to the Allison Rosen Real World house group becky megan trice rachel and you Raphael, because i think that really made the trip having a group of people all bunking up together and honestly surprised we didn't do more in the house we were mostly just kind of like all over san francisco <laughs> but I, we should have had like a game night or something but I, I don't know we were all in different directions but it was a lot of fun and uh shout out to you guys yeah, we're pretty much shouting out the same people. Shout out to Allison. She was super nice. And especially after her uh, Schmanners appearance, she chatted with us. It was just, you know, a few of us had already left. There weren't many of us left, but she came over and told us how much she appreciated, you know, how how we fly around and follow her around. And she gave us all hugs, which were so of the, I think, three Allison hugs I've had. This was the best one. Um, she's getting better. With practice, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> shout out to Allison's brother, Nick, who I chatted up after her show. He was super nice. I might mention some of that next week. Shout out to, again, everyone who stayed and everyone that we saw. So, Dan, Demian, Stacy, Becky, Trice, Megan. Of course, Rachel was there. You were there. And some other people that we didn't exactly get to meet. Uh, John Shepard and possibly some other guy named Josh. Shout out to all those people who don't listen to this. Um, shout out to the Monday guest because she's apparently a fan and maybe for all we know she listens to this crap. And, Maybe we can get her on here. <laughs> and uh, shout out to fucking, you know, it, that idea has been floated. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say we're not going to do it. <laughs> also, I don't know if you mentioned Suzanne. We got to meet her finally. That was literally the first person I said. Sorry, you were breaking up a little bit. I'm going to blame that. Uh, also, shout out to Jeff, I should say. I forgot that. 
Um, I talked briefly with him after the show, and I feel bad because when I was after every show, like, I barely spoke to anyone. I didn't really talk to Allison much. I didn't talk to Jeff much. And actually, I think this is how I am with my actual friends, because I'm like, yeah, I see you guys all the time, you know, what is there to say? <laughs> so, but but then I, I do kind of feel bad because it's like, I don't see these people that often. I should be taking advantage of this. So I feel like a, a bad fan. I sort of feel the same way too. Either I say nothing and I feel like they're like, so I guess I'm going to leave now because she's not saying anything. Or I fill the space with stupid things like making fun of Jeff for liking sports. <laughs> I'm like, why don't I just shut up? <laughs> anyway, it was fun. And we'll talk a little bit about it during the thir- this Thursday episode. And then we'll recap. We'll really rehash it next week when Allison uh, releases the episode. Because I think we have like little things, you know, in between all the shows. We can fill in the gaps, you know. It's, it was a lot of fun. For sure. <laughs> For sure. All right. Let's talk about the Monday episode with Natalie Coughlin olympic medalist uh she's a swimmer you mentioned earlier that she is an allison rosen fan which was super cool i wish that number one i wish more people would listen before they come on at least to an episode so they kind of know the show they know if you can curse they know what jmos are that sort of thing not everyone can be a fan but hearing natalie saying oh yeah i remember this show or this from that show and and she obviously, obviously listens, and I thought that that was really, really cool. Apparently, Epidemian on Twitter was saying, or somewhere Facebook maybe was saying that um, he has like seen her interact with Allison on Twitter before, and Allison mentions that she's like been wanting to get her on for a while. And I was like, how have I never heard of this lady until now? Yeah, same. Huh. Apparently, we're not stalking people as much as we think we are on Twitter. So Natalie started talking about the fact that she had chickens, and Allison said, oh, I had chickens. And I didn't realize that Allison had, because where she grew up, I don't picture having chickens there. It's something that we're looking into getting again. And it every time I hear someone talk about chickens, I'm like, yes, I can't wait to get chickens again. And I kind of forget how it was to have them. Just like Natalie was saying, they're such an easy animal to have. Plus, they give you eggs, so it's like a win-win. I mean, as long as they're not running around everywhere, they do shit everywhere. But other than that, I mean, they go to bed. They're pretty self-sufficient. I mean, I was looking at our bees today, and the sun goes down, and they all go to bed. I'm like, it's just like having chickens. They just know when it's time. they self-sufficient, doing their work, and no one has to be bothered. I love it. Yeah, you know, I think we know of someone else who has chickens, right, Lee? I got chickens. I thought he did. Um, (laughs) If you go on YouTube and find a video of her giving a tour of her parents' house, you can see where they used to have the chickens, and you can see her house that she uh, lived in. So, yeah, I suggest that. You know, I'm always suggesting people go into, like, the the back-back-in-the-day stuff, so... That's a good way to waste time. I I will definitely look into that because I am curious to see that. Natalie mentioned being scared of serial killers. I really didn't want to talk about it except for just to say James Leory Wilson. (laughs) It's a good reason to bring him up. (laughs) So Natalie has a fear of you, James. Also, she might be afraid of William Levi Walker. Ooh, that's right. Another person who tweets that Allison owns the shirt. Tag team serial killer. She has two reasons to be fearful. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get killed for this. You know this is going to happen, right? (laughs) 
God. So Natalie's, the drug testing schedule is intense. I didn't realize that's how crazy it is. I mean, it's, I guess it's good to know, but the fact that you, I mean, for a whole year, you can't even live your life. Just always having to be checking in and like that whole situation. I didn't realize it was, it was like that. This episode kind of gave some insight into what it's like to be an Olympic athlete. And just that is one of the many things that they have to put up with that I could not. And then also, you know, the constant working out and, you know, motivation, (laughs) all things that I do not have. Yeah, she was talking about being driven and she was just always like that as a child. And I guess you are just, she thinks that you're just born that way. Maybe you are. I mean, you can't teach that. I mean, I have two kids one of them is driven to do things the other one's not and they're raised the same it's not you know it's just that's their personality that's who they're gonna be and it was funny and i'll talk about this obviously next week but hearing janine garofalo saying that she wasn't really interested in finishing anything or driven to do anything and for her to be as successful as she was is kind of kind of amazing (laughs) you mentioned the working out part now What I always wonder with someone like Natalie, like she's an eater because you have to eat and eat with all that exercise. And then when you stop swimming, then how do you go from eating all of that crap to not and not gaining all that weight, you know, because that's kind of like you see like um, football players like in high school or something and then they end up not being football players, but they become coaches or something and they're all big fat guys. Yeah, that's... um... It's something that I I think about a lot because I try to, like, eat something, like, every four hours. I was kind of thinking the same thing Jeff was saying. I have a high-fat diet. Does that make me an athlete? And I think they just are, like, even if they stop doing their sport, like, because they're such active people that they're still going to end up going to the gym and whatnot, they're just not competing anymore. I think that's the difference. That makes sense. Now, she was talking about, she does she swim anymore or is she kind of like retired? I mean, how, at a certain point, you're probably done with it? Yeah, I think she is retired. That's what I th- I don't know. She seems focused on other things now. Yeah, her cookbook sounds interesting. It's always, whenever I hear someone else is coming out with a cookbook, I just like think, okay, here's another cookbook. And I am a sucker for buying them and I get all of my recipes online. So that section of my bookshelf is fake, apparently, Raphael. But her cookbook actually sounds interesting because it's a full spectrum of things. It's not like, hey, you're going to be healthy and you're going to be a swimmer and have a swimmer's body if you eat all this food. It's food from her travels, from healthy to not healthy, and there are stories behind it. And I think that's much more interesting. So I'm kind of curious about it. I was thinking that that's kind of an interesting way to do a cookbook because usually you're focusing on like one thing, like, you know, cutting out carbs or fucking paleo or whatever it is. And this one's just kind of like a mishmash of everything. Like she mentioned her travels. So it'll be interesting when it comes out. And also picking a cookbook title, like she said, I can't imagine how hard that would be because, I mean, you can't call it, you know, like a a title like you would call your book about, you know, like a nonfiction or a fiction book. So I don't know how you go about picking that. That's very true. You want it to be something clever, but not too clever and not something that's going to gross people out. So it has to be something appetizing, not something you see on every other book. Yeah, I never really thought about that. Can you imagine Allison putting out a cookbook? (laughs) (laughs) for many reasons naming it will be hard and then what's inside it will be ridiculous it would be pretty short i feel like it's like a lot of trivia and can't believe it's not butter right you have to have those two ingredients for every recipe and then 
Everything else is just like <laughs> Link, Link Cuisine's ripped open. So Natalie also is coming out with her own wine, which to me, hearing about an athlete putting out their own wine is, it's not something that I would have expected either, but I thought that was kind of cool that she's just kind of, you know, she's embracing it. And I forgot what the wine was called already because it was some weird name that I'm like, that's not very catchy. That would be like a dream come true to have my own wine. I think that'd be so cool. Although Pinot Noir and I think it was Chenin Blanc, two of my, not my least favorite, but they're low on the ranks for my wine tasting. Actually, um, I, love I don't know Natalie anything on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about wine and it seems like such a, such an intimidating market to get into because it's like when you go into a liquor store, like half of it is, you know, like alcohol, beer, and then the other half is just fucking endless wine bottles that all look pretty much the same. Right. So it's like, how do you differentiate your product in that market? That's something that's really interesting. I did watch the movie Sideways for the first time a few months ago with Rachel, (laughs) and that movie was pretty funny. And now I can't hear the word Pino because I say Pino is pornography, thanks to the Kid Marrow. So you like Pino? I don't. Uh, actually, I like Pinot Grigio. I don't like Pinot Noir. And okay, I'm have sure you seen the Trice movie Sideways? Like, of course, you're racist, but I've seen Sideways. So in the movie, they're talking about his love of Pinot, and I don't. We were talking: is this Pinot Noir or Pinot Grigio? Which do you think it was? Ooh, you know what? I haven't seen the movie for a while. I would imagine noir because I don't think Pinot Grigio was very popular until the stupid Real Housewives, Ramona and her bullshit Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I initially thought it was Pinot Noir as well, but then Rachel mentioned like some line in the movie about him talking about how the grapes need to be like they're gentle or you know they it's uh, I I forget exactly what, but go watch sideways and let me know what you think it is (laughs) and by the way i would love to have my own wine but i only know what i like and what i don't like as far as like when i taste it i'm like "Mm, that's good i'm not like a bullshit like oh the bouquet and the blah 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 no i'm not i I just say this is good (laughs) and this is gross and this tastes like diarrhea (laughs) uh We did have a Chardonnay that tasted like diarrhea, and I'm like, well, what it smelled like, and I called it Chardonnay, <laughs> and we ran out of get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's horrendous. But there's not oh. very many wines that I won't drink. I don't like uh, uh, red Zinfandel. I don't like that. It makes me sick. And then Pinot Noir, a lot of times they serve it slightly chilled, but I don't know. Anyway. That's the extent of my knowledge. I really just want to design a bottle and name it. That's more fun. <laughs> and hang out in the in the winery in the and the grape the vineyard. There we go. <laughs> God. <laughs> out in the grape trees. <laughs> oh yeah. I know lots. I know lots. Uh one other thing, Natalie was talking about she was getting into psychology and then she realized it wasn't for her, but a lot of things that interested her and it's definitely something I'm interested in, but she mentioned a syndrome. That really rang, I well, I don't know. I feel like it's something that maybe is happening to somebody that I know. <laughs> and it's the Korsakoff syndrome. And it really opened my eyes to something that might be going on. I don't know why I'm sharing that right now. But anyway, I thought that would be a better name for her wine is Korsakoff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow, I, right. Not the therapy hour. Do you have anything else from Monday before we move on to Thursday? 
All right. We were her little butter tarts sent in by Lisa Krolasik. That's a Patreon subscriber sent that in. And if you want to have your carb read on a Thursday, then you should support Allison on Patreon because it's a lot of fun. Allison is asking again for a carb czar. I realize I've dropped the ball. I really need to just offer my services to her. She mentioned she, it doesn't really matter if people have a duplicate, but she wants everyone to have a chance. And I feel like you and I talked about this. It's fine if there's a duplicate. You just need to go with the carb that, that speaks to you. And I'm going to email her and say, look, I have them all written down at least so you know who or what so you're not duplicating the carb or whatever and then i can be her carbs are but i don't really need a title i'll just email her (laughs) (laughs) you just need uh an office with uh with a great view to be carbs are oh the view you know what the view will be (laughs) i have lost my mind with this whole jeff thing i really need to like dial it down i don't know what my problem is i think i have some sort of mental issue (laughs) anyhow (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, so Allison says that she didn't get a chance to have lunch or breakfast with him. I'm wondering if you should have asked him to join you for lunch or dinner or breakfast or all the above. It definitely crossed my mind when they were mentioning, I'm like, so he's sitting there eating by himself. (laughs) I wonder where he was. We could have been hanging out with us. I'm sure that would have been a lot of fun for him. Yeah. So Allison did her dance at Sketchfest and three dances, by the way, and it was really cool. She talked about her jacket. It was a really cool jacket. I think she needs to auction it off to make some money, unless she's going to wear it again, but I doubt it. Or have it be like some sort of like high Patreon level subscriber prize or something like that. Because And don't think I didn't try and order one. I know that uh, Shira went and ordered one and I saw a picture of her and it was super cute, but they didn't have size large and i'm not going to squeeze into a sequent sequent <laughs> sequenced coat or jacket i don't i wouldn't really i would rarely wear one of those anyway but it would be fun if we were all wearing them even you rafi oh believe me i went on the site and tried to buy one but <laughs> no! i was like a women's medium i'm not so sure but no. i did tell megan if i don't see her wearing this fucking thing the next time that i see her I don't know what. And then she said, you can demote me to regular fan or something like that. So she, I'm guessing that means hers is on the way. Ooh. You know but what you need yeah, to do? There, Ask Shira what the measurements are. Because I was like, well, sometimes I can squeeze into a medium or I at least pretend that I can. And But I said it was true to size. I'm like, eh. And Nordstrom, you know those broads that usually shop there. They're not. Medium is like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, medium means small, and right. small means extra small. Yeah, I mean, it's $35. It's called the Soprano Sequin Bomber. It's still on Nordstrom. There's still a few remaining in those yep. uh, small and medium. So if you're that size and you're listening to this show, Megan. you need to buy one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, we we need a team. like, And maybe we could get some sort of an A put on there or something. So it would be our... Alice and Rose and Jackets. Yeah, there's something that I was... Oh, you think I wouldn't? Are you kidding me with this hair? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Allison also mentioned that she went to Safeway. I wonder if it's the same Safeway that Trice hit when he first got into town. Because I think I did see end up seeing two of them. but, But I'm curious to know if they were at the same Safeway. I was wondering if you have something that you always do first when you are on vacation. Like the first thing you do when you get there is this. 
Like, Allison seems to go to the grocery store, which I agree with Daniel that it's the last place that I want to be. It's only if you really forgot something or if, like, we had Trice buy us hairspray, a communal hairspray, because we couldn't pack it. Other than that, like, it does take you out of the vacation to be going to the grocery store. Like, here I am. It's might as well be going to get your dry cleaning and doing other stuff, like running errands. Like, I wanted to know if you have any kind of, like, first thing you do when you're on vacation things. The first thing I always do is eat because uh. I'm, like I said, I try to eat every four hours or whatever. And, you know, the flight from here to the West Coast is usually about two and a half. So even if I eat here, I'm ready for lunch by the time I land wherever I'm going. And then also because I'm like, I need to go to all the places that I can't go to back home. So that's always the first thing I try to do. That's pretty good. I wonder, I, see, I have rules as far as as soon as we get to the hotel, which is always a hotel usually, but obviously on this trip, my rule didn't stand because I usually it's have sex first. <laughs> so since my husband wasn't with me, that wasn't happening. But Becky was, and we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Whoa. So Allison called us uh, a group of hardcore fans came up to see her and... I was so excited that she was talking about it because she sounded like she was very happy. You know, if we weren't there, I feel like her show would have been a lot less, don't you think? <laughs> Actually, yes. After her show, she took a group photo with all of us and it came out really well. And I think that should be like up on her website somewhere or we should print it out and send it to her because, yeah, this small but dedicated group that has now traveled to several cities in California at least and some of us have gone to other states. We're, like she said, small but dedicated group. You know, if we weren't there, I feel like the show still would have been good. But I don't know. I feel like for her, even, it might have felt like less. And maybe I'm just giving us too much credit. I just feel like she spent, you know, we brought the energy. And then afterwards, and I feel like I, I am giving us credit, but maybe too much. But we brought the energy during the show, all three shows that she was at but especially at hers and then afterwards talking with her it was all us talking to her so there were a couple of additions in that picture and maybe those are some of the people that we didn't actually get to meet <laughs> I'm like there were people there that we should have been meeting and i don't know why we didn't i don't know what happened uh, you know what i honestly i think was for me i didn't know who was an allison fan and who wasn't and next week people will hear megan was so good about after we were done doing something, after we saw a show or after whatever, she would take out her phone and start recording and just say, hey, let's talk about that experience. I have not listened back to it yet. I'm sure there were a few times where she was like, um, you're talking into the wrong side. But it was good in the moment to be like, you know, to say what was going on. And I think that's going to be really cool to hear back and we can comment on it next week. But there were a lot of Matt Nathanson fans and I wasn't really sure who was who. And originally we were going to we were going to pod the line when we got there. So there was a huge line of people to get in and we were just going to go and talk to everyone and get to know everybody. And that backfired quickly on Megan because half people were like, what, who, what? <laughs> so then we realized it wasn't all Allison fans. So I think, I think that made me feel like I didn't want to reach out to anybody that was standing around because I don't know who's who. I think that's kind of what it was. I just kind of went inside myself like, eh. Yeah. Um, but you know what? There, we'll talk about this next week when you when people hear it. But during her recording, there was uh, Allison at the beginning asked, you know, what other shows have people seen? And the first person that yelled out was some lady who just said, "Just you." And I was like, "We need to be her fucking friend." 
Yeah, that's the thing. There were a couple of people that we should have been talking to. And like you said before we started recording, we were bad ambassadors for our group. We needed to reach out. And even if we got denied by a bunch of people, like I just I think I just started getting protective of our group. And I was just like, all right, I don't I don't know what's going on here. So I just wanted to enjoy Allison. Also, after Allison's show, I had to leave pretty quickly to go to the Twin Peaks thing. But I wanted to spend some time with Jeff and Allison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so. Allison called us, you know, says we call ourselves Allison people, which, how did that start with Greg, was it Greg Proops that started that? I think it was. And and David Hunsberger said, why aren't they called best friends? And I kept, I was like, I realized I'm not going to be presumptuous and be like, yeah, we're her best friends and that's what we're going to be. But I'm like, wouldn't you say, hey, there's a, there's a group of people, the same people you're talking about, they're actually on a show that's called the Best Friends Fan Cast. <laughs> not that she needs to promote this show, but I mean, it's in the name. It's right there. I was thinking the same thing when I listened, and I almost tweeted him because the best friends are what you would call a fan of ours, I guess. But, I mean, we can be the best friends. Yeah, these are all interchangeable terms. True. I agree. I was just thinking, like, the fact that he mentioned best friend and she didn't click it and go, oh, yeah, those people that you're talking about, they have, (laughs) they actually do kind of call themselves that. It was nice to be mentioned and... I could tell that we were appreciated by her, and that that was really special. Jeff's efficient packing, a couple of things. <laughs> so he wore the same shirt for two days, big whoop. He brought a change of underwear. He was very minimalist on his packing. And, by the way, for everyone out there, he was wearing a Western shirt that had the, uh, darn it, I'm going to forget what it's called, the, the thread that has, like, the glittery, not glittery. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called now. The one thread that's kind of, like, shiny. Uh, interwoven into the plaid anyway um maybe i'm the only one that noticed that but you actually are not okay because i told him i told him i like your shirt and then i was like what if this is a shirt that i've already complimented before and then i was thinking what if he only has one shirt but yeah it had like (laughs) 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 it had like a golden strip and then also um the buttons were cool and i i was i was about to ask but those I was about to ask, are those like Mother of Pearl? And oh. then I was like, this is too, you know, this is not the road I want to go down with. <laughs> down. So I just kept that to myself. Okay, so they were like the Pearl Snap button closure then. So it made me feel even worse for the gift that I gave him because he efficiently packed and bar- he didn't even bring toothpaste. And so I give him something breakable to take home. Good job, Lisa. <laughs> I felt like such an asshole. I'm like, oh, shit. Now I feel like I need to apologize for that. But uh, I'm not going to be slipping into those back into those DMs because I already feel dumb for what I said to him. And you know what? That's a cliffhanger. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, okay, so Daniel was going to start talking about us as fans. He was, I mean, he wasn't there, but he was going to talk about us as fans. Allison, I felt like she wanted to talk more about the show, her dances, and her experience. And I think even Jeff seemed like he wanted to say more, but I felt like Wendy kind of derailed that in a way where... Allison is good about letting the guests kind of lead the way if it goes in a different direction. She doesn't say, you know what, I want to talk about this actually, but she just kind of lets it, she still like guides it, but you know, Wendy likes to talk and she's funny and it kept on with the improv, but I felt like Allison got cut off with what she wanted to talk about. And I almost feel like the recap show should have just been between people that were there and people that wanted to be there. (laughs) 
I guess. Yeah, that's something that, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth on Wendy, and I feel like I'm not the only one. And at her best, she does add a lot to the show, but I feel like at her worst, she kind of does overpower some people, and especially someone like Allison, who's not super, you know, confrontational or like, we're on this set path. We're talking about this. Someone like Allison might have trouble with a guest like Wendy. Right. And usually it's fine because Allison has a few directions where she takes it and then she kind of lets people go with it. And Wendy's good about filling in the gaps and making it funny. And and she and, and David Huntsberg are really funny together and... Sometimes it goes far longer than it needs to, but they're very funny. I just felt like Allison didn't get to say all that she wanted because it kind of sounded like she wanted to say more. But and maybe I, maybe I'm just reading into it. But anyway, I uh, like next week when we recap our own show. If anyone that was at Sketchfest wants to come on and talk about their experience, I think that would be cool to have it just be people that were there so that we can. So we don't have that issue. <laughs> so Wendy's not going to be on next week is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> our show (laughs) the derailment at least it led to some funny bits and allison asking the question why was mr belvedere like what was the premise of mr belvedere like why was he the butler and then of course they started talking about the seinfeld thing and then wendy started winning me back a little bit at least she has some seinfeld knowledge where i'm like okay you're redeeming yourself here but i really couldn't think of why this middle class family would need a butler so apparently Allison's dad looked it up and figured it out. Did he? I don't know if they actually like figured it all out. Um, He's writing a book or or no, someone else wrote in and said something. Yeah, her dad had part of it, but someone else had kind of the full scoop. Based on a book and he's writing a story. I think I've seen like maybe 30 seconds of one episode of Mr. Belvedere and I don't give a shit about it. Now the episode of Seinfeld where... where uh, they the write this episode and also the episode of their pi- of their pilot in the show Seinfeld, which is called Jerry. That's a great one. Um, <laughs> let's talk more about Seinfeld. I'm let's in. Just talk about, <laughs> let's just talk about that. So the premise <laughs> is that they get into a car accident. The other guy doesn't have insurance. And the judge says that he has to be his butler. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's almost as preposterous because you're a butler in a, an apartment. <laughs> a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah, and there's like no, you know, there's no specified acts that a butler does. Like, you know, if Jerry was just like, hey, I'm going to have sex with you. Like, does the butler have a say? It's his butler, you know, who knows? Whoa. You may want to look up the <laughs> definition of butler. <laughs> Before you and Rachel decide to get one, before Mr. Belvedere gets there, you need to figure this out. It was a different time, Lisa. Back then, butlers, you know, you could do whatever with them. Ah, you put the butt in butler. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that they were talking about Mr. Belvedere, it brought up, number one, I was going to pitch this to Randy Lawson, but I didn't want her to think I was pitching it to her for for she and I to do. (laughs) But I have this idea for a podcast and I have zero time for any other podcast and also I don't think I would do it justice and I think Randy would do such an amazing job with it but she also doesn't have any time now I'm thinking Allison maybe she needs to get rid of this childish thing I have this idea and you know Allison wanted to do a facts of life show but 
then you're stuck with just that show. My idea was, it's called Latchkey Kids, and it's talking about all the shows that you grew up with, like the shows that, that raised you, and you can go episode by episode from each show, or you have like when Daniel was like, oh, didn't Mr. Belvedere die by sitting on his nuts? Like those kinds of stories for the different shows, and I think that Allison would have a lot of fun doing something like that with all her free time. That is a pretty good idea. That and that would be like right up Randy Lawson's alley. But I'm I don't need her getting sidetracked from the Randy <laughs> Pan show revival that I'm trying to. What's the word? Champion, I guess. Yeah, we still need a campaign for that. I listened to the last episode, and two things: she her sports segments are ex- are my dream sports <laughs> segments. Like she's is perfect. Like that. Yes, it's hilarious. And then the cure. I think I talked about this when we were in San Francisco. The cure for all of the troubles, like the your dog issues that you have. The cure is getting cats. <laughs> oh. It's just funny because when I first heard it, she's just like, oh, do you have, does your dog bark too much? And does your dog do this? And I was just like, oh, God, you're reminding me of, like, the, my dogs and, like, the dogs around me. And I forgot that it was a bit. And then she's like, I have a, this solved the problem with cats. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. yeah, that bit was so funny. And immediately I had to play it for Rachel because it's so true. And I should just re-download all the episodes and listen again because I'm missing... I have a Randy Pants-shaped hole in my uh, soul, I guess. You know what? I think I should probably, too, because some of them... You know, you're not listening 100%, but then you are to some, and it's worth a re-listen. It's worth everyone out there to listen and then also get on board Rafi's championing this uh, movement because it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know if anyone has listened from my recommendation on here, but if you haven't... Please, if you're like ever like, I'm kind of bored of my podcasts, just download the first episode. Hell, you can download any of the episodes. It's only like seven episodes and you're not going to be disappointed. I rarely recommend podcasts to people because there's a million choices. And this is like now my go to. It's so good. And I thought for sure after your recommendation that Leanne would be the first one because she usually is like, I'm going to check that out. But I think she's busy in her personal life lately uh, with a lot of things going on. So maybe she hasn't gotten to it yet. So if anyone out there has listened to it, uh, based on Rafi's recommendation, uh, let us know because I'm curious. So speaking of shows, let's bring this back to one other thing. Space Cave, I kind of have had a break in listening to it just because just not having time. And I started re-listening again and I it's such a good show. And becoming a Patreon supporter of that show, he sends out so much cool stuff. Like I got two posters and he made like a little doodle for me that said thanks on it it's such a good show and then of course on my birthday the day i'm flying back from san francisco who's on his show but colonel jeff fox and it was such a great show there's it was just the first part but it was a really good episode i don't know if you've heard it yet i did listen to it on my flight back and i actually have the beers that uh dave was talking david was talking about uh drinking uh from new belgium and I thought about cracking one of those open today, but I have to go to work in two hours. So. Oh, my God, Rafi. You lather <laughs> on and on and on. <sighs> well, I've decided to dry out a little bit. I almost was going to look for that beer, but then they s- described it. I'm like, eh, it's probably not up my alley. But uh, on my birthday, I had one less than mediocre spicy margarita, and I haven't had a drink since. 
which is what, three days? I'm not going to lie, around three or four, I'm like, hmm, my glass of wine that I usually have right now sounds really good, but I'm sticking to it. I am going to drink just a little bit on the weekends and just kind of, that'll be the time that I drink and kind of uh, get out of drinking during the week because it's a lot of calories and my kidneys were hurting after San Francisco and yeah, I'm also afraid of this Korsakoff syndrome. So there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things. But speaking of my birthday, before we move on, okay, we had plans for dinner when we got back from San Francisco on Monday, and dinner was at 5.30. My mom and I had been talking back and forth all, like, two weeks about it, that she was going to be there. At 5.38, she texted me and said she wasn't going to make it, and can she stop by the next day? I'm like, fuck this. Like, you're just going to can't, like, we're sitting at an, like, half-empty table waiting to order food, and then you text me, like, eight minutes after you're supposed to be there that you're not going to make it, and can I just drop by tomorrow? I was like, well, tomorrow's busy for me, like, I can't, and she said, well, can I just stop by, like, for a minute, and I said, no, we're going to be in and out, I can't really, like, whatever, so guess who shows up two minutes before I have to leave to take Ruby to, to gymnastics to give me, like, flowers and cake, and I'm just like... Now when I look at the flowers, I just get mad all over again. Anyway, <laughs> it was an interesting birthday. I guess, like, once you're an adult, like, who fucking cares, right? <laughs> With every flicker of the candles, you know, I, I don't remember the whole whole speech, but... That was good enough. Happy birthday. That's, about how much, that's about how much effort people gave me for my birthday this year. Actually, you know what was the coolest thing? Is you and Rachel and Trice staying up past midnight... You're the first people to say happy birthday to me on early, early Monday morning when we were still in San Francisco. So that was really cool. Not only did we say happy birthday, we sang the song. That's very true. My my bad. It was very nice. So that that was like, ah, that was sweet. Uh, do you have anything else from Thursday before we go on to JMO's and before you're... I can't believe that you're awake right now. I can't believe you have to go to work in two hours. I'm so like mad at myself that i didn't know this no it's I, f- I forgot to tell you that my schedule has changed again and now i'm going in at midnight <laughs> so good lord yeah, it's fine i i take like a little quick nap before and then you know i'm up and i go to work and then it's fine okay but no nothing from the shows let's talk about the jmo conversations okay fart girl plans when they get canceled you're excited absolutely when I go, I like going, but usually if someone's about to, like, calls right before something, I'm like, ooh, I wonder if they're canceling so I don't have to go out. <laughs> then I get excited. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of in everyone. And then whenever you do go out, you're like, we got to get back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, John Schember, you mentioned the person that we didn't get to meet in San Francisco. He talked about being another year older. With the new year, you feel like you're another year older, even though it's not your birthday. I don't necessarily feel that except for my birthday's 15 days after the new year. So I do have that kind of like in a way, but when the new year hits, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I've ever thought, Oh, I'm another year older. I don't, do you have that? I kind of do, but then kind of no, because I know aging is gradual. It's not like overnight, you know, I age a year, but, um, I am going to be turning 30 this year and, Yeah, it's not a good thing. I'm not looking forward to it. I feel like I am so not where a 30-year-old man should be. 
I don't fucking feel 30, and I don't think I look 30, so it's going to be a real uh, identity crisis for me. Oh, that should be fun. So come April, we're going to have some fun picking on Raphael. <laughs> Just kidding. I also have the thing, of, I think a lot of people do, especially once you get older, that Daniel was saying where you're like, I don't know if I'm 41, 42. With my birthday, I had to go back and do the math because I, I can't ever remember anything like that, so... I usually guess ahead more than like older than I am. But this year I'm like, I really don't know. I was kind of in, there's a gray area in the beginning of the forties where I'm at. And uh, yeah. Yay. Sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So the JMO conversation led to, they were talking about, I forgot what they were talking about, but they were talking about the worst smell that you've ever smelled. Wendy asked. And my mind went straight to the rat in my dryer smell that, I've shared that story already before the rat dying in the dryer. And I didn't know it for the first like couple of rounds where I baked that smell into my clothes. But Wendy said her worst smell was at Clifton's, which I recently, not recently, when Brittany was here the last time we went there, because of course it's a fucking rad place. And it does have a tiki bar that we went to. And that was, but it's like a four level thing with like a whole tree growing through in the middle of this thing. It's like the coolest place ever. But the cafeteria part, we did go down there. It smelled rotten down there. So I did have, a, there was a smell down there where I'm like, people are eating down here. And it reeks. But then we went up to the other thing. So I don't know if they have some sort of an issue, but I don't even want to tell you what it smelled like. Uh, do you have a worse smell? You know, I don't. I know there have been times where like I've smelled something so bad that I kind of gag, but like never anything where it was like, you know, vomit inducing. Right. This is like, I think maybe because because the cafeteria is below level that it's just something, I don't know. It was something rotten. It, I don't, yeah. Oof. It was like rotten milk, a dead rat, and like mixed with something else. One other ingredient that I'm not going to say because people may be eating. Although now they're probably really not going to be. Anyway, it, it, next time we're in LA though, we got to go there. It's really cool. <laughs> okay. It's super cool. I think that's a good place to end it on the bad smells of Clifton's and support Allison. I already mentioned supporting her on Patreon. The next bonus episode is going to be the hashtag L. Apparently he's going to be in town. So that's exciting. It'll be cool to hear how he's doing and have Allison chat with him. If you want to be a part of this show, email BFFancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs. Lil Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me at Guitars on Twitter. Your voice totally stretched out again, but we heard it. I also forgot that I didn't mention your Twitter <laughs> handle on last, I think it was last week's, where when Jason and Lauren and I were on. I forgot to, to plug you. The, doesn't uh, really matter. No, it doesn't because you don't want any followers anyway. But I feel like I have to do my due diligence. Shout out to Lauren also because she nominated me, Carbs Are, to, to Allison in the world. So I appreciate that. Brittany, I love you. Thank you and good night. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. We just might live a good life yet.